0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's episode with Violet Benson. She is hysterical and she's also Russian and has got like Killing Eve vibes, if you catch my drift. Also, for some reason, when I just started the intro, it reminded me. So my friend used to work at Abercrombie when we were growing up. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you're too young. And she was like one of the like models and she they made her wear all white and like spray the cologne and perfume on herself every two seconds and do this like weird dance and be like... Hey guys, welcome to Abercrombie. Can I help you with any sizes? And like while she was doing a weird dance, I don't know why that just like killed me. I wanted to share that with you. Anyway, um, I'm going to answer a few of your questions. Originally, I was going to make this like a 75% solo episode, 25% guess. But then I realized that that makes absolutely no sense. And I want it to be divided down the middle as usual or just like, you know, solo in the beginning. Anyway, enough with my thoughts. So, okay. A big debate this week was, can you have feelings for someone but want to be single? I think it was actually Jared Freed, who's an upcoming guest and has been a guest in the past, who said, when someone tells you that they are not looking for something right now, they're leaving out two words and that's with you. I heavily believe this. I think that if you have strong enough feelings for someone, you don't want to be single. Like it it really is that simple. I know my views can be black and white, but at least in my situation, like I would not let someone go no matter how single I wanted to be at that moment if I liked them enough. So that's what I think about that. Someone asked how to be motivated when you're still someone looking for a job in the pandemic. I think there's so many people still looking for jobs, including some of my dearest friends, and it's very normal. Just don't give up and realize that you have something really great that somebody would want. It reminds me of this meme that's like, we're hiring, we're hiring, like, does anyone want a job? Does anyone want a job? And then you're like, yeah. And they're like, not you. Um, It can be discouraging, but don't give up just like with everything else. Um, Another thing that you guys wanted me to discuss was first kisses on Corona dates. If you feel comfortable doing a first kiss, I think that's something that you need to discuss, which can be kind of awkward, but in a way can be also romantic. If you're just like, hey, I wouldn't mind if we kiss at the end of this date, but I would love to hear how you feel about us kissing at the end of the date. And if you're comfortable with that, And I hate to ask, but have you kissed anyone recently that potentially might be putting us at risk? I think it's okay to ask these questions. Also, just ask it in a lighthearted way and there shouldn't be a problem. I was reading my reviews and somebody said that the podcast is great, the information is awesome, but the voice that I put on is horrifying and disgusting and makes them not able to listen to the podcast as if I'm like putting on a voice that's any different from my actual voice. I find my voice pretty monotone and low and like weird. I don't think that I'm like putting on a voice, but if you guys get that vibe, I'm always open to feedback, so please do tell me. Someone said, "Would love to hear you talk about this on a podcast." I've never been one to have a big friend group. And sometimes it makes me feel really alone or like something is wrong with me because everyone has a big group sometimes. Well, you're not alone. First of all, not everyone has a big group. We actually asked this as a poll question. Like, do you have a big group of friends or just a few small ones Um, or like, you know, small, strong friendships? And most people, I think it was like 68 people have small, like a few good friends. And there's no wrong or right. I actually think it's better to have a few great friends than a lot of like flaky friends that aren't really, that don't matter that much to you. And if you're feeling like, like, you know, there was a moment recently where my group chat from college, which was like very active at one point, kind of died down. And my boyfriend's group chat he's in was like blowing up every second, like literally blows up every second. And they're always talking and sending funny things. And I was getting really jealous. And I was like, wow, am I a loser? Like, my group chat doesn't exist anymore. And like, yeah, I text my best friends, but like... That means I'm only texting like two or three people on the reg. Like I don't really have a group chat going on and I feel like a loser. And then I realize that I'm not a loser and that I'm getting a lot more with those one-on-one conversations and like, they're just shooting the shit. So it's not, first of all, competition. And second of all, if you want to be- have that big group, then like start a big group chat. People will most likely respond. I, I, was feeling like I wanted to start that up again so I sent a funny TikTok to my group chat from my from college and we started talking again like it's pretty easy and if you're like the social person in your group then like start it up if that's what you want friend okay does it matter if you have different political views in a friend with benefits um honestly no they're a friend with benefits are there any boundaries that you and your significant other set with new acquaintances of desired sex? No, we did not set any boundaries around this. We aren't really making new acquaintances for the most part because it's coronavirus and we're not like going out and meeting new people. However, we did go to a small intimate gathering the other night outside and met a few new people and it was funny cuz it hadn't happened in so long and we you know we've been cooped up inside for so long he was like talking to these two girls and I was talking to this one guy and like friendly obviously of course and we were like looking at each other like are we trying to make the other person jealous right now like is this like fun and obviously like we went back to each other afterwards and and I actually I was wearing, um, I had borrowed the jacket cause it was cold outside from the guy that I was talking to. And I was like, it's not what it looks like. And he was like, whatever those girls like were flirting with me. Like we were just joking. It was really funny. And you could just tell that we haven't left the house in months. <laughs> ah, delish. I'm just drinking my incredible smoothie That I made for myself. Well, not really. I kind of just ordered Daily Harvest and took it out and literally just poured it into my blender and pressed blend. And then immediately I had a smoothie with organic fruits. And it tastes delicious. Literally no preservatives, no added sugar, no artificial ingredients. And I feel really good about it because it's all these fruits that I never would have tried on my own. If you haven't already heard of Daily Harvest, basically you could eat smoothies for breakfast, flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and comfort food whenever you want with harvest bowls and hearty soups. And for me, I'm a big fan of the smoothies, but I also really love the flatbreads. So it's totally up to you. Everything is fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it if you live in a city like me, you just don't have time to cook. I don't know how I had all this time cooking this summer, I guess because I was living with my parents like in the middle of nowhere. But back in my routine, there's just literally, there's zero time. And Daily Harvest is an amazing brand that everyone should support because they're committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're transitioning to 100% recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. They're just crushing the game and their food is delicious. So Daily Harvest makes it so easy to eat clean, undeniably delicious food no matter what your day brings. Keep it simple with Daily Harvest by going to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code ACME to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code ACME for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com dailyharvest.com code ACME. Check it out and tag us. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV
1: personality with Big Dick Energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid 30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Someone said, is timing ever a valid reason to break up? Oh, we talk about this all the time. And honestly, it's not. It really isn't. Unless someone's going to the army or somewhere where they can't communicate with you, you really should make it work with somebody. Your rules for behavior being in a long-term relationship. I mean, this just comes down to communication. Like you have to be able to communicate your needs and your wants with your partner in a long-term relationship, in any relationship, but especially long-term because stuff starts to happen. Things get more complicated. I mean, pre-marriage, pre-kids, they shouldn't really be that complicated. But I imagine post-marriage and post-kids, they do get complicated. So you have to check in, make sure you're both happy, make sure you're feeling like everything's split evenly, if that's something that's important to you. Which leads me to the next question that I'm answering from you guys which is I can't find it now but somebody asked like how my partner and I are splitting things or whatever in our in our relationship now that we're living together. We are splitting things down the middle. It's really easy to do that because no one feels like the other is paying more and we owe the other person something. It can be annoying when we're trying to figure out like the grocery costs and like the housekeeping, if we have a housekeeper come and, you know, things like that. Uh, But we figure it out and we figure that like everything in the apartment will split 50-50 and apartment related. And then like, if we go on date night, like he likes to treat me to that, which I really like and appreciate. And so we'll just, you know, and then like, if it's like a small lunch or meal, then I'll get it. Like, if he has got like, we just went to the Catskills, which is really nice. And like, we rented a car, we split that. But then like, when we stopped for gas, like I would get it. And then like, we'd stop for lunch, and he would get it. And then like, we'd stop for gas again, and I would get it or like lunch. Again. Like, it's just important to, you know, like switch it up, but make sure that you're both contributing in a way that you both feel comfortable and someone asked if I've had any disagreements from living with my boyfriend. I have not, but he does like to put his shoes, like wherever he takes them off, he leaves them there. And so instead of nagging him and being like, put your shoes away, that's so crazy and annoying. I'll just say something like, like, I'll make it a joke. Like we we call each other BB. So I'll be like, be like I'll be like you see like and then you do this like you see this but then you do this like meaning like you see that the shoes are all put away nicely but then you put your shoes on their own and then like he'll laugh and then he'll move it I don't know if that makes sense to anyone or even is English but that's how we do things around here we kind of like to like keep it light and um you know not everything is going to be light like if he, you know, he he was like putting together his desk and he put all the tools on a really nice blanket. And I was like, this blanket is not your workstation. And that like, obviously I didn't say nicely, but you know, you can't always be nice, but it's important to try to be. And oh my gosh, there are so many other questions that I want to get to, but I really, really want to get into this episode with Violet. I'll answer two more how to not care about your significant other's past relationships. I mean, we're always going to care, let's be honest. But they're with you now. And there's a reason that that ended. And that's... By the way, that's a big reason why I feel like I want to know why my partner's past relationships ended because it gives me peace of mind. Even if they were like, it was someone I really liked and they broke my heart, I still want to know. Because I want to know that there's like an openness and a sense of trust with my partner. And the more they withhold information-wise, like the more uncomfortable I'm going to feel. Like my ex was very withholding when it came to relationships in their past and like things in their past in general. And I I really want to know so much. I'm also just like such a curious person. And so I feel like, Any withholding of information is a red flag and something that is kind of not a good sign. Okay. What to do if your significant other is less sexual than you? Um, Well, you should figure that out and talk about it because if you don't, it's just going to get worse and worse. And I will answer the rest of these on the next episode because there are a lot of good ones and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Men at Acme. I'm so excited to be with Violet of the amazing account, Daddy Issues. Hey girl. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on. So for those of you who can't see, Violet has this gorgeous pink hair. Is that a new thing?
1: I feel like I have it every year, but so far in quarantine, I've been consistent with it because I got, I did the pink hair and I was like, because my parents hate it. And I was like, you know, it's just for quarantine. It's, I'm going to change it in a month. I had no idea quarantine was going to keep going. So then I was like, well, I already committed to this. So now it's been four months, I feel like, which I've had this hair for.
0: But it's great. So how old are you and where are you from?
1: I'm 31. Which, oh my God, stop. I know I don't look it. Stop it. <laughs> like,
0: I I look it. 31 is not old. I
1: hate the stigma that I feel old. And I think it's because I always date younger guys and then I feel yeah. like their mother. So me, that's why I'm trying to change it up and date older men. So then I can always feel like a kid. But anyway, I'm 31. I'm from St. Petersburg, Russia. Um, I was born there. You know, go um, USSR. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: No. Oh my God. Please don't be kidding because I literally just watched all six seasons of the Americans (laughs) and I am obsessed with Russia right now. And I just watched Killing Eve.
1: Uh, What's that?
0: Oh my God. You don't know about Killing Eve? No. It's the best show ever. Um, It's with this gorgeous girl, Jodi Comer, who honestly you kind of look like. And you just just Google killing Eve after this. And it's with Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy. It's, it's just like oh. the best show ever. But um,
1: I'm from Russia, but I'm, I'm Jewish. So definitely my experience in Russia is a little different. Like my family's experience in Russia was definitely, definitely a little different as Jewish yeah. people back then than uh, non- uh, non-Jewish people, which is why when I was one, we um, migrated or escaped or whatever to Israel. And then I grew up there. And then my family and I won the green card lottery when I was 14 and then moved to the US. And then five years later, I became a citizen. So go America.
0: I've been talking about my extensions nonstop on Instagram. But in my defense, people have been asking and someone actually asked, does your boyfriend like them? And like, who cares? I mean, he does, but like, who cares? Your partner should be supportive of whatever you do to yourself, especially something not permanent, like extensions. But with these new extensions, it's so important to take care of your hair still. And so many people are asking like, can you wash your hair still with it? Can you use shampoo and conditioner? And yes, I'm still using my favorite shampoo and conditioner, Function of Beauty. And the reason that I can still use it is because it is personalized and formulated just for me. And it's customizable. And now, did I mention they have a body wash and a body lotion, which is epic because you can choose your scent. And I choose rose, which is my favorite scent. It's hard to know what that's going to smell like. But just trust me, it smells delicious. So get it. And their formulas for their shampoo and conditioner are total clean ingredients, cruelty-free. And every bottle is, again, individually, personally formulated. So you got to do it if you haven't already. And, you know, throw out your like nine-in-one hair products and get these amazing, personalized, deliciously smelling function of beauty shampoo and conditioner, body wash, body lotion, hair wrap, whatever you got to do, Function of Beauty has it for you. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme. You take a four port, port, what am I from Long Island? A four part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. So functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show because we love them and They love us and we love you. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme now. So Violet, when is your birthday? Because we're so into astrology on this podcast.
1: That's hilarious that you're saying that because I too am really into astrology. Actually, after this, I'm recording an episode for my podcast, Too Tired To Be Crazy. I'm recording an episode about air signs. So I already did research yesterday all about it, but my sign is a Scorpio. And I was born in November. What
0: about you? I am an air sign. I'm a
1: Libra. So you're fun. Oh, that sounds sarcastic, but I meant, I meant it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I, so typically I I would be fun, but the rest of my chart is earth. So not as fun as I should be. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I can't really live up to it. You love what?
1: I love like the Libra. My Venus is in Libra. So it means I love mm. gifts and like showing and showing off. And I'm very flirty. And it says that some of have a hard time being uh, faithful, which is not true because my Scorpio side makes me incredibly, you know, faithful and, and obsessive with people. But yeah. I definitely feel like I can love like the Libra. Like I am, when I'm not committed to somebody, I do feel like I'm like beating on like 50 guys without realizing.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's just like standard, also millennial moves. No, so, sure. wait, when is your what is your current relationship status at the moment? Alone. <laughs> so not even not even single, not even dating, just alone.
1: Alone. I mean, it's weird. Like I guess technically I'm always quote unquote d- dating, but I just I f- I feel alone in, on the inside. So I guess <laughs> I guess I don't. Know.
0: I don't know. Yeah. What's your what's your status? I'm I'm in a relationship. It's, it's still kind of new. We like Must we just nice. we just made it a K like we met right before quarantine. So like we have each other now, which is great timing. But like, I, I understand that that is very rare and have tons of friends that are still single and It's it's just an annoying time to be single, you know. I
1: was telling my friend that I'm jealous of the girls that like
0: caught a man
1: right before quarantine started, so that they can quarantine together. So then the guy has no choice but to become committed to that girl because there's no other options. So then, literally, no choice. And my friend was like, "Yeah, but wouldn't you rather know that the guy like is choosing not to party so he can be with you versus like he has no other choice and that's why he's with you?" And I was like, "No, I'll be okay with yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: No, I'm perfectly happy to trap them." Um, but what are you like, where are you meeting the guys that you are going out with? Are you going out on dates at all? Like, I know L.A. just is like, you know, the cases are getting higher, so it could be more difficult to, like, get out there. But are you talking to anyone dating apps?
1: I feel like either through friends or I've tried Hinge. Like, Hinge is actually pretty legit.
0: Very legit. I met an ex on Hinge. I mean, like, I have tons of friends who have met their people on Hinge.
1: Yeah. And this, is, this isn't even sponsored of me to admit this. But like, yeah. Yeah. Genuinely, like, Hinge, I feel like that's the one app that I've recently tried that I actually trust. And I've met people off of that app. Yeah. Well, so, um, I like that.
0: And when you meet people and, like, they find out, you know, that you have all these followers and, like, that, you know, what's the general reaction to it? Is there, because like I have a friend who is single and she's a big fashion influencer and she says that guys feel entitled to like ask her questions. Like, so how do you make money? Or like, so what does it feel like, you know, like do you always have to be on your phone? And it's like, why do people feel entitled to ask a question like that? Like when a guy says like, so I'm in finance, I'm not like, so how do you make money? You know?
1: I mean, I would want to know. So then I know. <laughs> anyway. um, no, I wouldn't say guys feel entitled to things with me. But um, and like if someone asked me, I mean, I've gotten those questions before, but I wouldn't say it's really from guys like the how do you make money? It's in general with like my friends, friends that they meet me and they get fascinated. And I, I do think it's a little rude, but I also understand the curiosity behind it. But with guys normally, like even on my Hinge profile, I made sure to not connect to my Instagrams. And then I also made sure to leave out my last name. So then it's like Violetta B versus Benson. So then you can't Google me. And then I also um, made sure to have a very vague title for my job. So I just wrote podcast host. So then like normally I try to make sure like the guy doesn't recognize me. And then sometimes if they do, they'll they'll usually like let me know. And then I can decide whether I like it or not. Cause like, I don't want to go out with someone who's too much of a fan, because then I don't know if they're just using me so they can tell their friends they hung out with me. And plus, like, the issue, I guess, for me, sometimes when it comes to dating, it's kind of like, people don't realize that there's an online character versus me who I am as a person so a lot of times I can't tell if someone wants to go out with me based on my character So then they don't want to actually get to know the real me and like, you know They're out the minute I have like real emotions or I'm a regular human being and not like the character They created in their head or they can feel entitled to my body or think we can move faster Sexually because they see the memes I post on daddy issues That's the only entitlement that I feel like sometimes I could get from men, but I can catch on to that really quickly And I'll explain to somebody like, I'm not like that. Like that shit makes me uncomfortable, like slow down. And if they don't listen, then I'll just drop them.
0: Do you think there's any negative side to like, you know, posting a meme that makes you seem like, like, I don't know. I think about, you know, the girls from Call Her Daddy. And like, I think that, you know, sometimes, and like, I don't know if you know them personally, but we, you know, get questions about them all the time. And I feel like sometimes they are playing into, of what they know that the barstool fans for example want to hear but maybe in that like
1: to be honest i feel like i was like that maybe when i was younger like when i first started daddy issues it women weren't talking about sexuality as much and i feel like that's how i was able to my account blew up and because it was so because women weren't talking about sex as much now i feel like everyone talks about sex of course it's different but I feel like I've always tried to, when I talk about sex, to make sure that it's geared towards women and us appreciating ourselves. And I feel like there's moments where I still, like like a while back I had this lady on my podcast, her name is um, Emily Morse, and she has a podcast called Sex with Emily Morse. She's like amazing, she's the best and you should totally have her on your podcast. But like, I remember when she came on my podcast, I was asking her a lot of questions and I didn't even realize how the questions, the sex questions were geared towards satisfying men. So I feel like even as I've grown older, I feel like I'm still educating myself with the fact that because of porn and the way we all were raised, it's always sometimes tends to be about us, about us satisfying men. And like, she started to correct me and she was like, well, how about, what about pleasuring you? And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that stuff. So I feel like with Call Her Daddy, like, I think they're a great podcast and they're fun and they're like fun and loose. But I don't love the fact that sometimes they're promoting like cheating or the fact that, it's always geared towards only satisfying the guy. And then I feel like in a way it kind of makes, objectifies a women or like, it's all about pleasuring the man. Like, what about like how, like, why don't you ever talk about like how the guy, if you have so many guy listeners, like you should talk about also like how to go down a girl. Like a guy should learn that instead of like, how to like, you know, how to suck the best dick. Like, I don't know.
0: No, I completely agree. I think it's, I mean, I think it's gross, like the way that they, they speak and like, I don't, I think it's really not on the side of women. Like if anything, it's showing guys or like saying to guys, you know, yeah, we are exactly what you thought that we were, you know, like in the locker room type thing. It's like, like when I've listened and and I haven't really listened enough to, to say a hundred percent. So maybe things have changed, but like the one time I did listen, it was like, Oh, I love when guys come on my face. And like, it's like, listen, like that can't be true. Like, I don't know. Maybe it is. I Maybe I'm. But I'm sure there's some girls
1: who do love it. So again, like, I don't want to go against the girls who do love it because there's some people right. like that are okay with it. I'm not into it. That's like the one place. Don't come on me. <laughs> come yeah, out, like even inside of me, but not on my face. That's just like me. But right. I think it's silly if they're making it believable as if every woman. Like I know one of the guy- last guys I dated like did not care to listen to my podcast, but he loved listening to Call Her Daddy because it's very geared towards men. Like I get it though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like to me, not to overstep, but that that guy sucks.
1: Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) he sucks, but not because like, not because he listened to Call Her Daddy, he just sucked in general. No,
0: but like also like, why wouldn't he support you and why would he support them instead?
1: I don't know. Fuck that guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. (laughs) There's nothing worse for your skin than the changing of seasons. Like, I know I'm not alone on that. Every time the seasons change from summer to fall or literally from a rainy day to a hot, sunny day, my skin is like, ah, what's going on? I'm going to break out. And it's awful. And taking care of your skin is so important. But as we get older, like I'm 30 now, and I did not think I'd be using like pimple cream and stuff when I was in my 30s. But alas, so I really wanted to find a really good personalized skincare option. And that's when I found Rory. And it's amazing because you can do it all in the comfort of your own home. Whether you have just like dullness or redness, breakouts, any sort of issue with your skin, Rory actually helps you find the right treatment that works for you right now. And they craft a brand new skincare routine for you. They send you everything that you need. And you can literally talk to a licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours and get a free online consultation. So to get started, you just go to hellorory.com slash ACME. You'll hear back within 24 hours, most likely less. And if it's appropriate for you, they'll prescribe you a personalized skincare treatment plan. And with, by the way, free two-day shipping. So you'll get it right away. You can start right away. No commitments. You can cancel anytime. And you can always ask questions along the way. So like if you're lost and confused, like I... And very often, you can, again, talk to someone every step of the way. You just go to hellorory.com slash Acme and you can try out your personalized treatment for only $5. That's hellorory.com slash Acme, your free consultation and $5 for your first order. hellorory.com slash Acme and get your first order for $5. What do you think has been like the hardest when we have all these different channels like Instagram and like, you know, fucking like Venmo and Twitter and Snapchat? Like, what do you think's the hardest? The hardest thing about dating? It's like, do you how do you know if someone's really interested? So many girls will be like, oh, yeah, this person like always responds to my stories. But like, doesn't text me? Like, do they like me? And I'm like, no, No. like they can take that extra effort, you know?
1: I mean, I, when I don't really like someone, I would still watch their stories. because I'm just curious to see what they're up to, but I don't care enough to like respond to their texts or like to text them back or even to text them periods. It's the same thing with guys. And I've talked to a lot of various guys asking them about that. And they literally admit the same thing. Just that's like the, the least, most, like, bare minimum effort. And it's like, is that really you, what you think you're worth? Like, that, you, the person can't even... Forget calling you or FaceTiming you. That's too scary. But, like, can't even text you. Like, all he can do is respond to your story. Like, that's the kind of guy you want to go out with. Like, okay, have fun with that. Like, the bare right, minimum like, guy. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, how lazy can they be? Because how
1: many other girls? He's probably responding to their stories. Like, let's be honest. Right. Um, usually, I know a guy's into me if uh, they tell me they're into me. <laughs> That's usually, like, how up, Or, like, pretty straightforward. they're They're making plans. They're, they're caring about how my day was. They're asking me personal questions. So things like that.
0: When you're on a good, like, a good streak with someone, like, you've had, like, three great dates, how often do you like to text with them in between the dates? Like, if it's up to you. Damn, I
1: guess I don't really notice. I guess, like, oh. Shit! I just got so dizzy. I'm so hungover. <laughs> I, just, I went drinking last night, and I'm still not okay.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Sorry. Um, how the texting between? I, don't, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's no right answer because I think it varies. I think some guys, if I'm really into them, we're texting every day. But some guys, if we had a few good dates, but I'm not that into them yet, I don't think I would even notice if we went a date without texting. So I can't actually tell, but it seems like normally they do text me every day.
0: Yeah, I think that's the right, the right thing. Okay, but so we
1: get these. Okay if a guy takes like two days to text you, like I talked about it with my mom and like, that should not make you think that maybe the guy's not into you. Because a lot of times guys just take a little slower before, before they decide that they want to go full force with you. So I don't think that's an indicator that guy's not that into you yet. Because if he's still making an effort to go out with you on another day, that means he's still like maybe playing the field and trying to like, figure it out before he can like fully give himself fully to you.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. I also don't think that guys know what you want really until you communicate it to them. Like my boyfriend and I, in the beginning, he like wouldn't text me all day and would only text me at the end of the day. And I'd be like, this sucks. But then once I communicated to him that that was like, not for me, he got better at it. But I like
1: Um, that. Like what he was doing is something um, I would like. If, if a guy right away was texting me all day, it would give me anxiety.
0: Yeah. I feel you cuz like it's like too much texting like it's like I don't want to get to know you this quickly too what's soon. Your
1: Venus sign
0: Virgo. That could be okay. interesting. So, you so what's your language of love? Um my la- my love language is love language. um what's it called when you do things for someone acts of service. I knew it!
1: that's
0: so Virgo. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I'm so I'm like, this is a service act for you to text me. Okay. So we get these, we do these really fun poll questions on our, on our Instagram for the podcast. Okay. If, and so I'm going to ask you some of the questions that people have submitted and we'll tackle them together. Do you believe that X is always come back? Yes or no. Hmm. But like in what capacity, like always full force back.
1: Um, either full force back or like trying to be in your life somehow, like even as a friend. Like for me personally, I've every guy I've ever dated has always come back. Cause they miss your energy. Especially yeah, if have like good positive energy. And especially also, you know how some girls feel like they're too needy or they're too much. As much as men think that they don't want that, That will always miss that because there's because people don't get how much you ride for them until you park. So when people end up taking you for granted and then suddenly like, oh shit. I miss those like good morning texts or how are you? Like this new girl I'm dating doesn't even care. doesn't even ask me. Or like, oh shit. I, now, now that I think about it, she used to do like little cute, like leave little cute notes for me. She used to do little cute things for me. And like, I miss that. And then they always come back around because they miss your energy. So.
0: Yeah, facts. If he's not replying quickly, I guess we just kind of talked about this, but if he's not replying quickly, does that definitely mean he's not that into you?
1: Okay, it could either mean a lot of the time it means like he's not that into you or we forget that men are also insecure just like women. And especially now it feels like as much as the more women are taking their power and being uh, independent and all that, I think it's in a weird way, it's making men feel inferior. So a lot of times I have talking to men, I've realized that a lot of times men are also intimidated and they're scared and they feel like maybe they have to play a game or maybe like if they like you a lot now, they're like, shit, I don't want to answer right away because I don't want her to like, to think I like her too much and then not give a shit about me. So like they're trying to play games. So I feel like in the beginning, don't take it personally, but then if it bothers you, just communicate. And then afterwards, if they still are taking time to text you back after you already told them, that you prefer if they just like were faster with texting, if they're not busy, of course, then that's how you know they're just not that into you. If you told yeah. them it bothers you and they're still doing it.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't even give them that much credit though. Like, I don't think that they're that, like, I just don't think that men are that smart and that they're like, Oh, I'm not going to like overdo it too much. Like, I feel like men are just so simple and that they're like, okay, like I like her. I'm going to text her now. Men you know? are
1: simple, but there are times I've talked to some guys who have data in the past. And then afterwards, we can finally have like a serious conversation. And then I find out that like, it's like, what is it? Tick for tat or whatever? Tick, tick for tat. tat. Yeah. That like, because sometimes I, I'm slow to respond, then they'll do it back. Or like, they think I'm talking to somebody. So then they'll purposely talk to someone. Something bothers me, then they'll do it more. It's just like, mm. and then I don't end up with them anyway, because I'm like, grow up, you know?
0: Yeah. That person is obviously so immature. Um, Okay. So this is a good one for you because you know about astrology. How do you feel about people with similar charts dating? Like same sun and same rising, let's say.
1: That's really interesting because like the guy I went out with yesterday, we're both Scorpios. So I guess I normally like to date someone opposite of me. It's hard for me to date someone similar to me because I think, but every person's different. For me, I prefer opposite because then we complete each other in a way. Mm -hmm. And if I'm more assertive and aggressive, the other person's a little softer and calmer. So like, I kind of like that. So for me, I need someone a little bit opposite than me, but some people need people similar to themselves. So I think it really depends, but, um, I wish I could admit and say that I don't Zodiac chart stuff shouldn't matter, but I'm not going to lie. Like I totally look it up and like, even when I first match with a guy like on Hinge or whatever, I'll right away, I'll be like, oh my God, like, so like, when's your birthday? I'm just like randomly asking, just trying to figure out your personality. And they'll tell me and then right away, like I look up on my star
0: like they're full on chart to see for (laughs) comparison. And you get their time of birth too. Oh, but like
1: most of, if they're born in America, it's like, it's like, you can just test it out. But if you do like, you could do like 9 a.m. versus 9 p.m. and you see how much change. But most of the time, if they're born in the States, it doesn't really change that much.
0: barely changed. that's that is good knowledge for our listeners I also yeah no I agree with you though but I just want you to know in case you like this guy you went on a date with that two Scorpios do make a really good match no I know I know I know same you'll see do you believe in being exclusive like before being official or is that bullshit
1: well, I'm a Scorpio. So the minute I lock eyes on you, like don't even look at anyone else. So yes.
0: <laughs> How long is too long to wait to have sex?
1: So I think the topic has always been super debatable and I think it varies. The times have changed. So I'm not one to tell a girl what to do with her body, you know? Um, So I think if you feel free to sleep on the first day, you should do it. I know a lot of people that dated, that continue into a serious relationship after sleeping on the first date. But I do also think me personally, over time, I feel like I've learned that don't sleep with somebody until you fully really know their body and soul and their mind because like not everyone deserves access, not only to you, but also access to your body. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to sleep with somebody and then get to know them and be like, oh damn, they're like actually a shitty person. Now I regret sleeping with them. So it just depends. Like I, I'm, I'm more of a person that gets attached easily after I sleep with somebody. So then the minute I sleep with somebody, it's just clouded for me. And I can't really tell anymore who this person is because I romanticize them. Once they were inside right. of me, I'm like, we're, this is going to last forever, obviously. You know, but for people Mm -hmm. that are able to just sleep with somebody and not get attached that they should sleep with someone whenever. For me, like I have to take it slower now. I've learned because of how quickly I can get attached to somebody once they enter me.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's a real thing. Yeah. This is a silly one, but I'm curious what you think. Do you think guys check who watch their stories as much as girls do?
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm telling you guys are more insecure than you think they are.
0: Yeah. Especially if like they're, what?
1: I have a lot of guy friends. They tell me stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also maybe you have just like particularly insecure guy friends. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it a red flag in quarantine if you haven't gone to dinner, like out to dinner with the person, but you hang out all the time?
1: Well, no, it's quarantine. So I think, I think everyone has different opinions of safety. And you know, like this one guy, that I matched with on Hinge, like, really wanted to take me out. But first he was, like, doing, was trying to do FaceTime dates with me. And then afterwards, when he finally considered hang out with me outside, he asked me to go get tested before. So like, oh, wow. so I think you really, you have to respect how people feel about this because everyone has different opinions right now. So it's, I don't think it's personal if someone doesn't want to go outside and to have dinner. What if, like, what if they, they see their family a lot and they just don't want to be a risk?
0: Yeah. Facts. But like if they're going out to dinner with friends and they're just oh, like oh, just hanging cool. out with you, then that's that then they're like just trying to find, I think.
1: No, that is weird.
0: Yeah. Also, going back to the guys on the, the stories, I guess I do have a few guy friends that care about their stories, but it's like <laughs> but it's like those guys also care about their Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah, curate but it.
1: I don't know. I feel like I feel like you are overly simplifying men, and you're not allowing men to. I feel like you're almost not allowing men to be vulnerable in a lot of ways. Like, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No,
0: you're fully right. You're you're absolutely right. I'm like, no, guys can't do that. They you need to me. like <laughs> not be insecure. <laughs> I'm dead. I guess I'm just thinking about it because my boyfriend doesn't have Instagram,
1: so which I'm like,
0: insane. yeah, which is great. Um, and then like my ex didn't care about his Instagram. I love. Them. But I have great guy friends who care a lot about their Instagram and who like base a lot of their dating off their Instagram. So I think there's just all types of guys and yeah. and I need to allow for that.
1: I love go- I love dating guys that don't care about their Instagram. Like I actually look for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no me too. Me too. And I think that's why I'm like I'm just being biased because I'm like, well the guy I like wouldn't even like look at his story, but like that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair to other guys. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it okay to get into something new if you're not completely over your ex?
1: I think like, I am not going to pretend like I've never done that. I think I've I've done that. Most people have done that. I don't think it's okay for you personally, like mentally and emotionally, it's going to fuck you up. And I also feel bad for the person you are You are getting with because a you can ruin like an amazing opportunity and you may never discover like how amazing this person really is because you're so busy thinking about someone else. So you can ruin something that otherwise could have been great because it never ends up well. Like let's be honest. And b you you're not allowing yourself enough time to heal or find yourself. You're just jumping from one person they depended on to figure out who you are to another person. You're like okay now you tell me who I am you know and then it's not fair for the other person because. Like, you don't even see them for them, Like, you know what I mean? I just think it's and you end up you end up bringing your baggage from your old relationship to that person and then they have to suffer from like your jealousy issues or things like that before they even done anything wrong. You probably already have your own stigma in your brain
0: about it. Is it weird not to text goodnight to a new significant other?
1: Um, I don't think it's weird, but I understand people who like my friend Danielle has a big problem mm-hmm. with that when she's date, but she's a cancer. She's a little more needy than me. And it, yeah, that's it, fair. Like it, like it bothers her. But again, you have to communicate it. Cause not everyone's like that. Like, I don't care if a guy texts me goodnight every night mm-hmm. He does. And then she told her boyfriend that it bothered her. And then when he didn't do it, then that's a problem, you know?
0: Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, I'm not a cancer, but I also do really love like manners and consistency. And like, you know, going back to acts of service, I'm like, I and and just like the Virgo and Capricorn inside me, I'm like, I need the structure of like, say goodnight to me, you know, what's your boyfriend's sign? He's a cancer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? I feel like you have thoughts about cancer, man.
1: No, cancer men are actually, well, cancer men are the most sensitive, the most sensitive men of the zodiac side. That's A. B, yeah. if they're in a bad place in their life, they are one of the worst signs to date because they will bring you down with them. But if they're in a good place in their life, cancer men are one of the best signs to date because they're so attentive and so loving and so emotional and romantic. And they're a great sign to date. Lastly, Libras and cancers are not that compatible, but if you have other signs in your charts that could be compatible with one another, that's another story.
0: Not to yeah, not, I, compatibility isn't everything. You also just have to just try to make something It's work. true. It's true. I dated a cancer uh, in the past and we were not compatible at all. Um, and I just felt like they were too like emotionally driven and I'm like too logically driven. Yeah. I got really lucky in that he is like, he is a cancer son, but he's also a Virgo rising like me and he's a Sagittarius moon. So he's like, so nothing really like a cancer. Um,
1: Like I dated a cancer before and I'm a scorpion. We're supposed to be compatible. And like, I can't date, I can't date cancers because like the cancer that I dated, he ended up, he was in the bad place when I dated him and it was so emotionally draining to date him. Yeah. I felt like I was constantly drowning in his emotions. It was like overwhelming. Yeah.
0: Well, that just goes to like back to like and I really believe that compatibility is not a thing. Like zodiac compatibility is not really a thing as much as um, the zodiac traits. Right. Like, and I've had tons of astrologers on here who are like the more incompatible your typical typical sun signs are. And like the rest of your chart is the better you probably are as a match. Really? So like your best match might be an Aries for all, you know, you know, I mean, it's probably not, but
1: actually Aries and and Scorpios are incredibly compatible.
0: Yeah. See, there you go.
1: No, but it's like a known thing, whatever. I get right. it. well, one of my ex-boyfriends is a Leo and we dated on and off for like six, seven years. And I recently just did our charts because I was like, we're so not compatible. And then I did our charts and except for our sun sign, everything else was so compatible. Like exactly. And I was like, oh, that now I understand why we stayed together for so long. I didn't even realize.
0: Right. And I guess that's what I mean. It's like compatibility in your chart matters, but not necessarily your sun signs. Um, what do you think the hardest part of a breakup is?
1: That's a great question. The hardest part about breakups is, so here's what it is. People think that the hardest part of a breaking up is finding someone new. And it's not true. The hardest part about breaking up is letting go. Because even when we break up, we hold on to this person and to the idea and whatever we built in our head. And we have a hard time letting go of the wrong person. And um, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. I love that answer.
0: Violetta, where can everyone follow you and find you and listen to your podcast and check you out? You're
1: so nice. So, everyone can find me on Instagram, which is Viola Benson, or my meme account at Daddy Issues underscore, or my podcast Instagram, which is at Too Tired To Be Crazy. Too Tired To Be Crazy is on every platform and it's on every Thursday. I talk about, I have guests on and I talk about dating, relationships, and also self-love and self-healing I have a lot of solo episodes and also zodiac signs
0: awesome and um little personal question would you be open to a setup with a Taurus who lives in LA I
1: would consider it I mean Taurus is incredibly compatible with me so yeah
0: I he's I, I think he's got a Virgo yeah. rising cancer moon cancer Moon's great for guys pardon cancer moon really good for guys
1: is it okay I mean you putting me on the spot and I don't know what to say oh. I know
0: I know I'll send you I'll send you photos offline
1: yeah and I want to know his age and does he have a job
0: uh, I'll problem? tell you all of that sure. to be continued okay sounds good so great to have you on thank you so much thank you so much for having me as well